0: Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. Happy 2019. This is our first episode this year, and I believe we are at episode 55. Today, we have a panel. It is our first panel of 2019, and it is a topic that is all so near and dear to me because it is chronic illness. As many of you guys know, I've suffered from chronic illness for 15 years. Um, My recent surgery has made a big difference in my life, but today's not about me. It's about all the other people here who are panelists that have come to talk about this topic that needs to be more of a conversation in more households, and there needs to be more education about it, because there are many people suffering, and I hope that you are out there listening. So I want to start it off with Sue Ritchie. Hi, Sue. Hi, I am so just, glad <laughs> to have you. And I need you to tell listeners first off where you're coming from, and then tell listeners who you are and what you do.
1: So where I'm coming from, well, I'm based in the UK.
0: <laughs> See, all the way
1: across the world. That's right. And um, basically, what I do is I help um, female entrepreneurs, women, female professionals who are busting a the gut. They're stressed out. To rebalance, refocus, and revitalize, whilst boosting their success. So, why do I do what I do? Well, there's a there's a there's a backstory to this, and um, basically, because uh, for most of my life, um, I was uh, working all the hours God sends, stress, looking after everybody else, and basically. Not looking after me at all, <laughs> and as a result of that behaviour over you know many years in a corporate job and then running my own business, um, about seven years ago I was um, suddenly started feeling incredibly tired, and uh, eventually had a diagnosis of having Hashimoto's disease, which is for those who don't know it's an autoimmune disease that affects the thyroid gland. Making it underactive. Now, <clears throat> interesting enough, I went, you know, the, the doctor when I had that that diagnosis. Um, I um, I've sort of always been interested in alternative health and, and nutrition and stuff like that. So my sort of first comment was the doctor, oh well, you know, I can you know get my immune system back on track and get well again. To be told categorically and no uncertain terms that that was absolutely impossible. <laughs> and, and I have to say that whilst I was in that situation, I was like, I don't, you know, I was taken aback, I was really shocked, and, and all these sort of thoughts kept sort of racing, you know, through my head, and I guess it went something like, oh right, okay, so if I'm gonna feel, you know, like the way I do, which is pretty awful, Um, I had a lot of other health issues going on. I was struggling with brain fog. Um, I had problems with my memory. I couldn't focus, couldn't concentrate. I had pains in my joints. I kept having um, recurrent cystitis. Um, There were a lot of other things, if you like, health-wise going on. Sleep was a problem. Um, Mood swings, anxiety. And... You know, so the thought was, right, if I'm, you know, I might live another 30 years or so, and if I'm going to be feeling like this for the rest of my life, it, it really isn't acceptable to me, because I'm the sort of person who's been really active. um I, you know, I love traveling, and I had dream, you know, dreams of doing more traveling, and lots more things that I want to do in my life, and, you know, and also, you know, hopefully... If grandchildren come along, I'll be chasing them around the garden and all that sort of stuff. Um, so basically on that day, I suppose, you know, I sort of, <laughs> I worked, walked out of the doctor's surgery with a prescription in one hand and a determination in the other that I would do everything I could possibly do to find out how I could get myself well again, um, which is what I did. And um, basically I was successful in, in finding out that the root cause of everything actually lies in the gut, um, and a particular issue with with candida overgrowth in the body. Um, Also had an issue of um, carrying two, well, in American terms, 35 pounds overweight, (laughs) which I could never get rid of no matter what I did. But once I actually went through the process of getting my whole gut microbiome rebalanced, getting rid of all the, the candida problem, um, and I, you know, I had to change my diet. I took gluten out and dairy, and was just eating a totally natural diet. Within weeks, I started to get my energy back. The health issues went, and in three months, I'd lost, you know, 35 pounds in weight. And from there on, it took me probably about 18 months. And after 18 months, I was off the medication and um, had, had recovered from uh, from the condition. So it's <laughs> it's something that I think that the key thing for me to want to share with people is with health, the key thing is you have to take responsibility yourself for your own health. There's nobody else who can do it for you. You have to make it your number one priority because Health and fitness is the absolute foundation for a good life. And success in every single area of your life depends upon being healthy and well and fit. Um, And, you know, even if you want to be successful in a business, everything's about energy. So if you're not fully energized, you're not going to attract clients. You're not actually going to be able to, you know... Be the best version of yourselves and shine out in in the world. Really,
0: everything that you're saying is so true, and I all I can do is sit here, shake my head, and say yes. Um, the one question I have for you is: you you mentioned diet. What diet did you start following? Um, basically,
1: I suppose it, it's it's a totally natural diet. So um, I don't. There's no dairy, no gluten, no sugar. Um, just vegetables, protein. Not a huge amount of fruit because we actually eat too much fruit now because it's it's very high in sugar. And um, you know, and all of, all of the impetus of you know having these um juicing and shakes and things like that, mm-hmm. the core of those for people is always loads of fruit, which is sugar, rather than loads of vegetables. Very true. Um, which is, you know, what what we really need. And really taking all processed foods out as well. Um, and to be honest as well, I don't eat a lot of carbs either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly when you take out gluten, it's key not to replace gluten with processed you know, foods. So there's a lot of gluten-free products, yeah. but in order to make them you know, palatable, I suppose, and to make them taste nice, they put so much sugar in these things and mm-hmm. other chemicals and preservatives and stuff like that to make it okay. Um, but actually they're not very good for your health either. So um, it's better just to eliminate all of those things altogether.
0: That is absolutely true. And I'm gonna get back into a lot of what you said because I was taking note and everything that you touched on is things that have been taught, you know, in the research over the years. But as you stated, you have to take responsibility because the first thing that I was told was that I was gluten intolerant. And dairy intolerant and then I needed to cut it out and to me that was like a death sentence so I'm not gonna go into it now because I want to introduce joy joy Vaughn joy can you tell listeners who you are and where you're from and what you do and then we'll circle back around to those other topics
2: soon. okay hi my name is Joy Vaughn and I live here in Fort Lauderdale Florida um, <clears throat> well, I am a life coach and seminar leader, I lead online seminars, particularly for the faith-based community, um, having them actually live the word instead of talking about it, mm-hmm. uh, such that they get the results that they need to get in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finished my doctorate.
3: Congratulations!
2: <laughs> so um, my my base is in um, neuropsychology and education, but it was really great to hear you talk about. Your, um, your illness, because for me, similar to you, I went to the dentist, that's all I did. I decided it was time, I was in my 40s, I decided it was time to get my wisdom teeth taken out, and that was a good thing, upset. Um, <clears throat> right after that, my entire life changed. It's not just myself, but it was myself and five other nurses, five different dentists, and we all developed um, a severe case of rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia simultaneously. Wow! Because, as I discovered uh, several years later, it was because of a bad batch of Novocaine or whatever they do to mm-hmm. the numbing. Wow! So here's the rub: we can't sue, right? Because you know they make you sign of that form,
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Anything that goes wrong, you accept the reason, you know, da da. da, da, da. Um <clears throat> but here's the thing, my mom, uh, God bless God rest her soul, she said said to me before she passed the joy, you've got to plan your life in decades and reinvent yourself every five years. Powerful. That was her advice to me. And I and as I laid it, because I was paralyzed, I had a child to raise on top of everything. And this is just not the way this is going to go. You know what I'm saying? It's just not going to go this way. I have things to do. Like you, Sherry, we all have things to complete in the time that God has given us to complete them. And it's like, what do I need to do um, to really get back to where I need to get back to? And funnily enough, at that time where I was, they were just beginning alternative medicine. So an acupuncturist came to town. And that is the person who actually turned me around. So I really thank God for him. I thank God for acupuncture, the whole discipline of acupuncture. Um, And from then, I discovered a book called Eat to Your Blood Type. A very, very powerful book. And so I am not, I can eat, like the carbs work for me, right? Um, Sugar is okay, but in moderation. I don't do any sodas. I only drink water. That's it. I drink coffee, <clears throat> one cup, and maybe some tea. But in terms of taking care of everything else, the number one thing I can say that has helped me is connecting to the divine. That's one. But the second and most important thing is to manage my mind. A lot of my healing has come through managing my mind. Yeah, having the courage to just say, you know, this is not the way this is going to go. I have conversations with my body. No, you are not going to do this today.
0: Not today.
2: Not today. I have too much to do. Mm-hmm. And also to manage my stress.
1: Stress is huge. <laughs>
2: I have a stress-free life. or as much as I can. You know, and if it's stressful, if my joints start to hurt, I go back and I look and I say, okay, what is it that's stressing me out? Why am I stressed out about it? And what do I need to do to quickly relieve that? And just... And I have a comfortability partners that hold me comfortable for living a stress-free life. So, like you've been through it, understand it, and I'm not committed to that.
0: I shake my head to the stress part just because I remember when the doctor said, stress will kill you. And I looked at him and I said, I'm a single mom. What am I supposed to do? Like I had three kids at the time. As a matter of fact, when I got diagnosed, um, I had blood clots in my lungs and I had a three month old. And mm. I had to be weaned in the hospital um from breastfeeding because of the medication they were giving me and it's funny because one of my frustrations is that the doctors tell you these things so lightly you know oh just do this and this and this and i was angry because i was like how am i supposed to not be stressed out right now like Mm. my life is stressed like you're telling me not to live there's no way to control the things that are done to you that was my Mm -hmm. perception was that, you know, if I'm working, I'm going to be stressed. If I'm raising my kids, I'm going to be stressed. But you're right. What we have to do is is manage our minds so that we're able to only allow us ourselves to be accessible to the things that are for us.
3: And Absolutely.
0: something that a lot of people do not get. And I get it now. But how many years did it take us to learn that?
1: An awful lot. An awful lot, right? But it is, <laughs> it is about how you deal with things and that, and your whole mindset around what, what happens. You know, life, shit happens in life. It really It's up and down. It's how you deal with it and how you manage it that makes the difference. Absolutely. And
2: Sherry, that is the biggest thing I learned. Life will happen. You know, it's like, ready, go, set.
0: hmm
2: Yes. Yep. But how you handle it makes all the difference in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Sherry, can you tell listeners who you are, what you do, and how this all fits in into what you do?
3: So my name is Sherry Simmons. I'm from New York. I'm an author, ghostwriter, public speaker, and financial educator. Um, for me, whatever. Everybody- Everybody was saying about their chronic illnesses relate so much to me um so i suffer from depression and i have for a while but recently got diagnosed and people don't understand how real depression is uh it's sad that, that it's not getting not getting but the- not just about someone, you know, who likes to say crazy or just you know, fuck it up. Oh, it's not that. It is deep. And on top of being depressed, I also suffer from fiber. But people might not say, think that's a, a chronic illness. But because I've had it so long, and I've actually had surgery, which was recommended to me at 22. Uh, and I said, uh, surgery was, you know. After the pain, but I wasn't told that they come back. So they have come back from 20. I'm, I'm going to be 36 now. I'm still, you know, in pain. And, you know, to walk around with so much pain, and this is like the only option is to have another surgery the same. that will relieve me from pain. So I'm just looking for now. Alternatives to um, natural. natural. I'm looking into that because I, I feel that, you know, medicine where they take these chronic illnesses, operate, or they just want to overdose with these medicines. And we don't. To explore other options that are more healthier and much better for us. And on top of all the things that I said, I also uh, injured my Achilles um, tendons, both of them, um, seventeen years ago. So it was back to back. First, the first one got ruptured, and then the other. One. So seventeen years later, I'm dealing with that. Whenever. I live in New York, so whenever it's cold and it's really cold here now, I feel it in the, the back of my heels, and on top of that, my knees. So you know, when your feet or your heels hurt, everything else from the It's very difficult to walk. I do physical therapy. It helps, but you know, it's a lot. And like Anika said. When the doctor says, "Oh, you just need to rest," I have three kids. When and where do I get to sit down
0: and
3: impossible. um business on top of being a wife? It's like doing this thing, and for me, I just look and, and get some more holistic because I don't believe the things that are being. Offered to me best things for me at this point. So I'm just looking for more and different alternatives. Um, what was the first surgery that you said you had, Sherry? I had a myomectomy, which is a removal of fibroids. So for anyone that gets one of these surgeries, I didn't have any children at the time. So you your children are going to be born by a C-section. So all three of my were born by a C-section. Um which they told that, but them telling you that it's different.
0: Yeah. To go through it.
3: Five years I had a kid. I was like, oh, let's see okay. Yeah. But I was like, oh, that's what um so I had three baby scary because um you have to be careful they can't deliver your baby naturally. So kinds of labor or contract mm-hmm. you don't
0: have to go to the hospital yeah. it's interesting because everything that you're saying is what i just went mm-hmm. um, i just had a emergency hysterectomy and i didn't know you know i kept telling the doctor that i had pain 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 endometriosis something they kept sending me home and telling me no worries till i found out that my uterus and ovaries were covered in tumors And so um, I, along with, you know, I also have a tumor in my chest um, that they keep telling me I need to remove. But the thing about it is, is that we don't realize how much these things impact us and how many different systems that these things affect. Because I'm only about 10 weeks out of surgery and I'm still going through different changes. And it was funny, Sue, that you brought up the gut because all of my life since birth, I was a preemie. All of my life, my stomach has been the basis of my problems, you know, my digestive system, you know, my bowels, they've always been a problem. And where does our stress go? To the weakest point. Exactly. And so it's funny that we talk about this because a lot of times we minimize it. You know, we keep thinking, oh, you know, we know we are what we eat. We know it's important. We know we need rest. We know we need these things, but do we make it a priority? No. But then Sue says, and I had to highlight Sue saying, Take responsibility for your own health, mm-hmm. and I can take it today, Sue. But like a year ago, I'd have rolled my eyes and stuck my teeth at you. I'd have been <laughs> like- <laughs> and I and
1: I get that, and I get that a lot of people you know think <laughs> other things are more important in life. But you know that the sad thing is that it really is until you you know you hit that point where your life is so impacted that you know it didn't only affect my personal life it impacted on my business and then finances and it's like this is you know it's a big wake-up call and that's what you know actually all these health issues are is the universe sending us wake-up calls to say excuse me Mm -hmm. but the way you're living your life isn't really serving you in 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 the best possible way and it's not the right way and for me you know my (laughs) My thing as well is that all this busyness, we seem to have this culture of we've got to be so busy all the time. But when we're bi- when we're busy all the time, we lose that connection to ourselves and to our spirit. And then we wonder why, you know, we're not happy, we haven't got joy in our life, and we're not having fun. Um, and, you know, for so many years, my life just didn't have any joy and fun. And, it you know, it gets to a point when, you, you just can't continue actually to, to to live life in in that way, and and we do deserve to you know to have a, have a have a, a life with with joy and fun in it, um, but we have to make space for it. Right.
2: So what you said is so important. We do deserve to have that. Most people don't believe that they deserve to have
1: that. Very true. And that is is the big problem. Most people don't think they're worth it. Exactly. And self-value is one of the biggest things that underpins poor health. Mm
2: -hmm. And once you get worthiness, like at the bones, your entire life shifts. And you are no longer willing. You talk about taking responsibility. You're no longer willing to have things in your life that do not work for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. We have children, you know. All of us are moms here, or, or adopted. Yeah, I have children. Right? Yeah. Um, and and you get to decide then what's really important. But you got to take care of yourself. That was my wake up call. Mm-hmm. If I didn't take care of myself, how could I raise my child? Yeah.
3: Exactly. Whatever is going on first. <laughs> right. That's it, when they said, "Can't pour from an empty cup." I was like, no. "What does that mean?" Now I know.
2: Right. You can And it's not being selfish, by the way.
3: It is
0: you know so what? many people. Think I call it selfish because if it is, so what? Call me selfish. Like you know, sometimes I have to be selfish. And mm-hmm. I finally am okay with that term. You know, I've never been selfish in my life. I've been selfless my whole life. I never mm-hmm. had money to give, so I gave my time. You know, if I didn't have anything else, I gave advice, you know. Whatever it was, I gave it, but I'm to the point now where if it's called selfish, then I'm selfish. I have to be because Mm -hmm. for so long, I tried to find joy in pleasing other people. And I Mm. am at the point where I please myself. And -hmm. the one thing that I teach a lot of people in life coaching is that for for so many years when you're sick and you you suffer from chronic illness, you have the inability to push. You have the inability to do things. Now I do find myself overloading because I'm trying to catch up for all the years. Mm. Exactly. And it's hard to find balance, but people look at me and say, Well, why are you always going? It's like because I laid in the bed for four years and mm. now I'm ready to just live. But I also tell people that you have to live for something. Find something that gives you fire, that gives you joy, because you don't feel your pain when you're pumped up. You know, my back hurts me daily. I have degenerative dis- disease still. You know, I. I still have fibromyalgia. I still have these things, but my days are better now because Mm -hmm. I do things differently now and I make sure that I rest. And I'm still, Joy, working on this drinking water thing because me and Soda... Oh, you I'm trying. I'm trying. Very important. I'm trying. (laughs) the holy (laughs) grail. I'm listening to the discipline that Sue and Joy have and I'm like, I'm aspiring to be both of you because... I know it, and the minute that I do it, I'm drinking Izzy's now, which is better than soda, but I do notice how much different I I am. My hands don't swell anymore. I have Raynaud's, so my hands turn blue and white all day long, and they sweat, and they swell, and, and, and all these things, and people see me now, and they think I don't have chronic illness anymore, and I'm like, no, I still have it. The thing is is that you determine how bad it is by the choices that you make daily.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. So you have it but it doesn't have you.
0: Thank you. Yes, I love it. That love part. It.
1: But we all I think the key thing is that we all have choices that we can make. Very true. Right. And we pay for our choices. There are no choices, but we everything out there in our lives, we have the the option to choose what we want. Mm-hmm. And it right.
0: comes with a right okay. Everything. Yes. Yep. And, and we can cry about it, you know, and I, and I have to be honest, I came off of a lot of support groups because I think it kept me in that negative space of basically allowing myself to not fight and to not push, and the yeah. minute that I found my, my drive and my determination, I had to let a lot of stuff go. because you know, I'm not identified by my diagnosis, and that's one thing that I I tell people, and and that used to be one of my hashtags is, you know, wear your label. So what if you have a diagnosis? So what if you have bipolar, PTSD, fibromyalgia, lupus, Hashimoto's, who cares? Give me a letter, PTSD, ADHD, I don't care. It has to do with intelligence, integrity, and drive. No matter what it is, you wear it, and you drag it Wherever you need to go, you make yeah. it follow you. You don't let it determine who you are. Right.
1: And That's I think it's interesting that you said about the the self help groups and support groups because um, I I have like you I have two views on them. One one is yes, it's nice that people are there to support you in in a difficult time, and I, and I get that totally. But there's also a negative to it where People are defined by their illness, yeah, therefore they want their social contact is defined by the illness, mm-hmm. so it's very, makes it very, very difficult to go, okay, there is a way out of this, I'm going to go. Because the scary thing, I think, for people is that this is most of their social contact in the group, and they're going to lose that if they get well, if they find yes. a way to get well, and yes. so. You know, I'm sort of on the fence of whether they're a good thing or whether they're actually, you know, not such a good thing for for people with chronic illness.
2: There are also a lot of payoffs for the people, the group leaders, the group. Um, If we're all commiserating about our illness together, you know, we have a common ground. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if you guys have noticed, um, when you start to get better, um, they kind of act. Peculiar towards you. Yes, very true. I, I'm. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I've experienced that. I don't know if anybody else. No, I have to, yes.
0: yes. Yes. I've, I've noticed, noticed it. <laughs> yes.
1: And when I've commented in groups, when I, you know, I've, you know, groups with with Hashimoto's, and I've commented <laughs> how I got myself well again, and yes. told people how I got myself well again. Um. I've had from administrators. I've had some very vicious. Uh, comments to say that you know why are you doing this to people you're giving them hope and false hope and stuff like that and it's like no i'm not giving them false hope this is a way for them to get well again and that's all you know that's why i share mm-hmm. and and want to share because you know i don't want people to stay in this place people have got oh, all these people are sick have got some wisdom some gifts to bring mm-hmm. to the world and you're only going to bring those to the world once you take responsibility for your health and you find a way to get well. And there are so many ways out there now. And, you know, for a lot of cases, you know, it, it is a lot about working on your own personal stuff and healing your own personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, find people to actually heal some of those traumas for you because, you know, a lot of those things are, you know, We're not ill because something physically is wrong with us. Mm -hmm. We're ill because of the emotional stuff, the spiritual stuff. It's a 360 degree holistic thing. Yeah, Absolutely
3: correct. I was going to say, you know, I have a son, he's six. And looking at him, he has a chronic illness called neurofibromatosis. Mm. And I know that he has it. But looking at him, it's just like, he doesn't let it have him. And sometimes when you look at things through the eyes of a kid, it's just like how you know walking around as if nothing's bothering him. Something's bothering him, but he's walking around like as if it's it's just taking that perspective. Like you know what? Yes, my my knees hurt me, but you know what? I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna do what I gotta do. and kids are really truly
2: amazing creatures. They really are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sherry, I, I like what you said because you know when your knees hurt, there is a. Have you ever guys ever heard of Louise Hay? No. You might want to look her up. She can actually share her work as you look at where you're hurt in your body, mm-hmm. and then you can trace it back to exactly the emotional piece wow. that's happening. She's very, very, she just passed a couple of weeks, but her work is legendary in terms of connecting mind, body, spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that, then you're able to say, okay, like, for example, your knees hurt, it's about being afraid to move on. Oh,
3: wow. Louise Hayes
1: book, yes, it's amazing. Yes. Heal your body. Heal your body. If your back
2: hurts, your lower back, you're concerned about money. So she connects all these.
1: It's, it's amazing.
2: Her
1: work is, is huge. I think she's from England too. So I think. I no, think. She's, she don't, I don't. I don't think so. I think. Well, maybe she might have been English, but she lived in California. I think. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but yeah. No. I. I. Her book is a, is a, is a bible, and it's a, it's very interesting to to look at, and you know to then get you to think more deeply about what's really you know what's really
0: going on. And yeah. all of that makes total sense because, you know, as many years as I was in physical therapy, I finally had a holistic chiropractor um, mm. in the last two years and we moved in July and I miss him dearly because he literally did an exam on you and would he would correlate every vertebrae to an organ. Wow. And it was so interesting how he was able to tell me where all my pain was coming from. And he told me, he said, you don't have fibromyalgia. said you've been in i've been in over 15 car accidents so it was so much nerve damage Mm. then going in between the vertebrae causing inflammation and then pinching going to my fingers my toes my legs and messing with the circulation and that's why now i wish that um that people would do a little bit more research or just dig or get in tune with themselves spiritually emotionally and physically because if you really do break it down to that extent, you can start chipping away at it.
2: Yes. Yes. I, I like what you said. You can start chipping away at it. Not somebody chip away at it for you. Know, you.
0: you can't wait for them because let me tell you something. I've had to tell every doctor what was wrong and, and I've had to know myself what's best for me and what things mean on my body. Mm-hmm. And and it helped me get more in tune spiritually as well because it allowed me to heal from the inside
1: out. Yeah, and and we all have the power mentally to heal our own bodies. Absolutely.
2: The brain is an amazing machine. It really does give you that power to do that. The The power power
1: of the mind is huge. I mean, you only have to see the difference of, you know, two people perhaps, you know, have been told that they'll never walk again. They've had an accident. One person will accept that, and yep. we'll never walk again. Yep. Yep. we'll go. I'm not having any of that. Mm-hmm. And you know, they they get there. It might take them some time, but they're back up walking again because they're yep. not willing to to accept that mm-hmm. that's what they want to the way they want to be. And that's the power of the mind. It's that yes. decision of what you want. I don't
2: think that as humanity has really tapped into that to the extent that they should.
0: I don't think so. And I think that when we talk about it, we're looked at, we're looked at as freaks because <laughs> I, honestly, you know, people look at me and you know, I was homeless a year ago and now I'm married to a military man and I've moved away and started two businesses and people look at me and say, Anika, how in the world did you do it? Mm. And I tell them, I made a decision one day. Mm. Yeah, I always knew that I was different. I always knew, but everybody always told me that my ideas were crazy. That I always think outside the box. And I've always been pushed out of every conformity I've ever tried to be in. Every group I've tried to be in, I was always different. And then people started magnetically attracting to me. And I could never figure out why I was always that person that everybody asked questions to. That they were too scared to ask everybody else. Or would say things to or would run things by. And I finally accepted it. And decided, okay, this is just who I'm designed to be. And it's not like anybody else. And it's okay. And yes. It all, and, and that's why when you said take responsibility, it goes along with everybody hears us talk about mindset, mindset, mindset. But the only thing that I can really tell people deeper than mindset is choice.
3: Mm. It
0: is just a choice, it is a, a, choice. a decision that I refuse to be sick. I don't care if my legs don't work today. I'm going to drag them. I don't care if my hands want to swell up today. I'm going to do something. I'm going to type. I'm going to eat. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And, and that's just the mindset that you have to have. If you put barriers in place, there will be barriers. If mm-hmm. you knock them down, they will go away.
2: Absolutely. And you have to be careful who you surround yourself with.
0: Oh, my gosh, yes. Ooh. you
2: have got to build your team whoever that is mm-hmm. who share the same mindset as you. Yep. Absolutely. I, I don't entertain pity parties. It's like, okay, like my coach said, you have five minutes. No, you have three seconds. <laughs> three seconds, give it up. Okay, what are we creating? That's it. She said
0: three seconds. That's
2: it. <laughs> She's brutal, but I love her, you know? It's but true. Oh, coach like, okay, I've listened. Yeah
1: that's it I can't listen no more joy you know <laughs> I think it's, it's interesting though isn't it because we talk about toxins but you know toxins are in the environment they're yeah. in our food. They're people but they're also in you know watching the news on the, watching those oh watching films on television mm-hmm. there's so much television all about you know serial murders and You know, and I think some of this reality TV is sort of, you know, touches on humiliating people, which Mm -hmm. is not a good energy as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of that just feeds fear in everybody. And when you're in a state of fear, you're in such a low energy, it makes it very difficult to, you know, rise up and take responsibility and make those choices for yourself.
2: And and what we have to realize, ladies, is is that, Illness it is a huge industry. It is oh, a my
1: gosh.
2: please do industry. <gasps> Why would anybody want to stop that?
1: Like seriously. They don't want you to get well. They don't. Let me
0: tell you something. They don't. I,
1: it's too I, much money, too much, too big a money earner. Well, it's about wants-
3: maintenance.
1: Mainstream medicine is about maintenance. Pain yeah. management illness management rather than
3: healing. Yes, yeah,
0: healing. absolutely. And you know, some of those medications mess me up so bad. I tell everyone weaning off of Cymbalta made me feel like I, I used to be a, a drug counselor in a treatment center. And coming off of Cymbalta, I swear, it made me feel like I look like some of the addicts, you know? It, wow. The, wow. And the pain, and I mean the sweats and, and all that stuff. and. And I just refuse, you know. And it's funny because my daughter won't even take medicine now. She won't take uh, Tylenol or anything because she yes. won't say I that's refuse good medicine because the side effects from the medications are worse than the illness. And,
2: and you heard the commercials, right? We will oh, cure yeah. this, but oh,
0: the adverse effects. Oh my goodness! And that's the kind of stuff that I wish people would understand. You know, people talk about organic food being expensive, and I finally am in the mindset that guess what? Medication costs more than that, so either you're going to pay copays, or you're going to pay CVS. I looked at my statements during my chronic illness days. I looked at my pharmaceutical statement one year, and I was disturbed at how much my medicine cost, from the cymbalta to the hydrocodone to the, the vitamin D, because I was oh so Lord. vitamin D deficient, I had 50,000 units a day. You know, it was the vitamin C then was deficient. I was looking at all these deficiencies. And I was looking at all the medications and then you had the rheumatologist and the cardiologist and the, you know, and the endocrinologist and you have all these things. And it's, you know, a lot of people just, they can't see outside of it when you're in it. Mm -hmm.
1: The key thing is food is medicine. And when you're eating the right food, you're feeding your body with everything that it needs. Your body can take care of itself. But. For me it's also it's about your investing in your future yeah thank you
2: yeah exactly
1: and specifically exactly. when it comes to children which is i'm really passionate about yeah. Is you know we are seeing children today and i don't you know i'm sure it's a statement you know with 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 illnesses uh type 2 diabetes they're overweight and and it's all because they're not eating the right foods but the damage that they're doing to their bodies now at the ages of 10, 11, 12, 13, will mean that their life is going to be so much shorter mm-hmm. and is not going to be disease-free. And, you know, as if you feed a child well in childhood, that investment will show up when they're in the 60s, 70s. Right. And yes, and yes, definitely. Uh, but we are not,
2: it's almost like we're not given permission. Uh, we don't take permission to be able to do the healthy things. So whether it's choices, you talked about that. You know, we talked about that. So is it an apple in the lunchbox or chips? Yeah. Yep. It really right. Does. And and chips are easy, right? They're a dime a dozen. You know, you can buy ten in a pack, and you can let that last for a week but um at the end it's like uh short-term solutions or for long-term you know for a long-term not gain like, uh, or lack of gain
1: yeah yeah and I, think I think it's like you know with like you know all the sort of busy thing we're too busy to you know cook food from scratch and to make natural food but all that time that you're busy you're gonna have to have that <laughs> time in order to be sick later on.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, I just came back from my home. I'm I'm originally from Barbados, and you know, it's funny. The whole culture has changed. You Where know, people aren't cooking really anymore. No, they are just. It's like the, the guys are complaining. I just need a woman who can cook.
1: That. <laughs> but it's sad because you know the whole why I'm you know want to help women get balance in their life and, and stuff is because you know when you're busy people are now not teaching their children how to cook how to look after right. and feed them properly mm-hmm. so it affects everybody so it's not only affecting you and your you know potential in your life but it's also impacting your children and how their health is going to be and we're at this point now where it's scientifically proven that the next generation isn't going to live as long. Yeah, and, and that's sad. So, really
2: and you touch on an interesting point. You talked about um, like our mothers taught us, but what has happened? got to look at it in a larger picture. Is the erosion of that, it wasn't about cooking, it was bonding. Yes. Bond, absolutely. You know, it was a whole process of, of handing down of shared values supporting each other, creating something new, experimenting. It was a laboratory in the kitchen, yep. you know, and, and it was fun and, and, you know, you learn things and you learn things about each other. That whole piece is all part two of healthy lifestyle, healthy living.
1: It is, it's doing the things together with children and it's exactly. so much more about taking children to go to this class, that class, the other class, when actually, most children would just like to be at home with mum, you know, maybe dad as well, and just sit on the settee sofa and just spend that time together, maybe chatting, maybe reading a book, maybe watching a film or something together, um, yeah. but just having that one-on-one time, close time. Yeah,
2: they, they did a recent study, and as a matter of fact, I think they took about over 1,700 or 1,000 children and they asked them, what is the most important thing that you want from your parents? And it wasn't the iPads. It wasn't any of that. It was just no. time. Just spend time with me. Yeah. Not time meaning we're sitting on the couch and you're on your phone. Yeah. And I'm sitting there playing my. That's not time, right? Mm-hmm. Time mm-hmm. is connecting. You know, talk to me. I, I, otherwise, they will find the time to talk to people you don't want them to talk to because Amen. you are not. Also, spending.
1: it's time. damaging as well. It it will be um, a hole in their emotional makeup that will cause issues in, in terms of health and things for them as well going
0: forward. Right?
2: Exactly. Which ties back to the beginning of all the chronic illnesses, like, you know, you were talking about originally.
0: It's very true because, you know, my daughter was diagnosed with pediatric fibromyalgia at the age of 12. Mm. Wow. And so, you know, I've had a lot of problems with her from birth um, with her stomach per se. And then she's extremely tall for her age. And so her joints have been an issue for many years. And then her ANA was positive, so they thought she had lupus for many years. And so I wouldn't let her play sports because she was hurting. She had a lot of growth plates and a lot of pain and casts. And, mm. and just, you know, it's really hard now because even, um, <laughs> I'll tell the truth, these teenagers are a trip because even making her lunch, she swaps and sells food at lunch. So you're trying wow. And it's It's not easy, that's for sure. And as they get older, it gets harder. (laughs) And they're too doggone smart, you know. And I, I, you know, I sometimes wish that they just didn't have the sense that they have sometimes because, you know, you're like, if you utilize that the right way, you would be resilient out of this world and successful and I'd be proud. But the things that they do. You know, because that's the one who will not eat fruit, does not want vegetables, loves soda, loves sweets. And I'm like, your joints, you're killing me. Like, you know, and and eventually you're not going to be straight up and down. It's going to be a problem and it's going to start impacting you starting now. And, you know, they don't understand. And so I'm listening to you guys and I'm like, you know, I have all of these aspirations to meal prep and to do all these things. And then when I sit down and they don't understand how this is a cycle and how i don't want them to be where i am having surgery at 37 and and, and having all these emergencies and having blood clots at 32 and you know i don't want them to have that and they don't get it you know they don't get it and you know especially nowadays with them having access to the internet they think they know everything and we know nothing Of
3: course. Of course. so yeah. you know
0: it's it's that thing there but you know what if nothing else, it, it definitely keeps us on our toes. And you
1: know what though, Anika, I think that actually that is difficult and I <laughs> I get there and I've been there, but you know what? It's up to us as the parents to set the example. We mm-hmm. need to look after ourselves, feed ourselves the right food. That's right. They see that they see because they see mm-hmm. a lot more than they say they s they, yeah. they uh, to seeing. Yeah. And you can, I think, you know, my feeling is and what I've seen is that you can be pretty sure that as they get older, the penny will drop and they will take that on board what they've actually witnessed because yeah. it's they don't take any notice of what we say, but they take notice of what we do and how we behave and we pass on more by our own behaviors than by what we speak about.
0: And boy, do I know because, you know, they don't
1: miss a thing. <laughs>
2: there is hope my dear you know they do listen to you it does come back sometimes it comes back at the strangest times they're going like you really listen okay
0: okay this is good yeah yeah my 13 year old she she does mock me and, and and she sounds just like me and it lets me know that she hears me you know she's 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 defiant you know she has to she thinks it's cute but then she actually does what i say later and you know and then I even hear her telling other people the things that I say. And I'm like, okay, there you go, giving me a hard time for the fun of it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but that's very true. And, you know, it's really interesting that we had this, this conversation today because, you know, um, just a few months ago, I was not on this side of this chronic illness battle. I really believe that my hysterectomy played a big part on my healing process because in the last 10 weeks, I've been a lot different. Um, and I've, I've been on the coin of do I want to push more people to have it or no, because, you know, that was a really hard thing for me. I found an alternative doctor about three weeks before I had my surgery and she did not want me to get the surgery. She said, just take these Chinese vitamins and I won't need the surgery and she can help me shrink all the tumors in my body. And I just had been in pain so long. I said, I can't take the chance, but I've never had surgery in my life. Even with my three children, I'd never had surgery, no stitches, no anything. So, you know, I, I am on the other side of this and I'm grateful that I had my hysterectomy because I can recall even back at the age of 12, being in severe pain from the beginning every month, having to be taken out of school, having to be put on pills and all kinds of things. But it's interesting how we really have to pay more attention and be more intentional about our health. You know, it's it's definitely something that we take for granted. We do, and we think we're invincible, but we're not. <laughs> and that we can keep
1: pushing ourselves, and you know, trying to do too many things, and actually, in the end, our body will go, stop, you can't do this anymore. Yeah. And I you know, want people to wake up to taking responsibility for their health now before we get to the point that I got at, got to where, you know, my life did, you know, pretty much come to a standstill. Mm -hmm. And in
2: the back of our mind, thinking back on what you said Sue, I think we say, okay, I've got this, there's a pill for that, there's an app for this, there's a surgery for this, I'm good. Mm -hmm. If anything, you know, they'll fix it. Not realizing that the trauma that is, that your body experiences. Yes then has side effects that has side effects that has side effects that sometimes last into perpetuity yeah you know so we're sold the the magic pill concept we're sold the magic surgeon the magic this the magic that and it's like a back door
1: mm-hmm.
2: rather than saying okay the front door is really where i need to go through every single time taking mm-hmm. responsibility managing my mind, you know, making sure that I really um, believe at the very core that I am worth it to be able to have a, an amazing, amazing life and that nobody's going to give that to me but me.
1: Yep, it's absolutely true. It's, it's, it's your own choice and your own decision to love yourself and know that you have the choice to create whatever you want in your life.
2: No, and nobody says this is easy, by the way. Mm.
0: Okay? Mm
2: -hmm. This is not easy. It does take something.
0: But you know what, though? Once we create, you know, different habits, I think, you know, because I smoked for 20 years and I quit in February, and it was – Yeah, my husband literally said something to me because at 35, I was diagnosed with emphysema and COPD. And, you know, it wasn't enough for me at that point. I was like, I don't care now. Like, I I just, I didn't care. I was like, I've been a studious, good girl my whole life. Never did anything. Picked up cigarettes. I didn't even inhale. So for 20 years, I was puffing and blowing and wasting money. But it was enough for me to get COPD and emphysema. Mm. And I was angry because I said, you know, that's the only vice I've ever had in life and you know i've watched a lot of bad things and that was my coping skill but you know i can honestly say that after doing that that um, as as hard as it may be to make these changes it really becomes easier once you just establish new habits yeah that's all it is you just you make a decision to change your mindset and then every day you're intentional about it and then eventually it's a habit Mm-hmm. It's a new routine. You're yes. Realistic. You've changed it and you just execute it. That's right. Get up and then you don't even think about it anymore.
2: Right. Right. And
0: then your life manifests new things.
2: Oh, tell me. the, the You know, I think with all, all three of us, the doors that open once you decide to change are, yep. uh, there are just no words for that.
1: Yep. He, no words. <laughs> and I think the other thing is that, you know, the biggest why for doing it, um, A is you deserve it, but also if you have children, the, your biggest why is to be able to be there for your children, to be able to for many, many years to come, to be able to support, be a support system but also to then, you know, hopefully see your grandchildren as well. And and for me, <laughs> that was, you know, a really key thing was that I wanted to be there. I want to be part of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And for me, my why was, I I mean, yes, my children and grandchildren. Yes. But beyond that, um, it was what do I need to accomplish while I'm here? Yeah. Like what, what really my... Um, there's an old saying, okay, what do you want written on your tombstone and what do you want to be known for mm-hmm. on the planet?
3: Yep.
2: Like what difference did you really make? You know, even if it's reaching one person, it's better than zero. Yes. That's That's so profound. Profound.
0: Yes. That is so profound because many can't say, you know,
1: and many- you know what? The interesting thing, isn't it? That the, was it The number two, the two biggest things that people regret when they're, on their deathbed mm. why did i not spend more time with my family and friends mm-hmm. and why did i work so damn hard mm. very true very true
0: i laugh because sometimes i work just to avoid other things but it's it's true because and, and you know what i actually work a lot to escape my mindset
1: yeah? mm. because that is the key thing of why we're so busy because we don't want to stop and think about where we are because it's too painful to actually even think that you can actually do that and you know and I get that because you know uh, (laughs) I was on that treadmill for I you know I couldn't tell you how many years but it didn't serve me and you know and I just so want younger people to to learn that it's not about working hard, it's about working smart. Yes, yeah. And the number one thing is you get your health and fitness into a great place, and all the other elements in your life, the work, the money, all falls into place. That's right. Because the pain has got to go somewhere. It's
2: either going to your body or you're going to your mind.
1: Yep.
2: I look at Steve, you remember Stephen Hawkins? Yep. Right? I mean, he just passed, but... I look at him and for all of the physical ailments that he had, he was truly, his mind was just stellar. I mean, amazing, you know, that's all he had to work with. But boy, did he work it.
1: (laughs) And I think the interesting thing was that he outlived his supposed diagnosed lifespan by 10 years. Yes,
2: yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it's back to, you know, um, taking responsibility, having the mindset, understanding your self-worth, and being committed, to have nothing to interfere with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And mm. and it's funny because, you know, as we always talk about health, you know, I actually started off this journey. My business, my first title was chronic illness coach. And mm. chronic illness sufferers would not hire me. <laughs> of course um, not. I wound up turning into a transformation coach, and and I'm a psychologist. So... You know, then I became, uh, now I'm an Activation Ambassador, but I'm sitting here listening to you guys because the reality of it is when we talk about health, people don't think about their mind. You're talking about this man's mind being intact, and that's the one thing that I push for that I really want people to understand is that we're talking about health, and everybody talks about our bodies and chronic illness, but that also goes with the mind. We have to remain healthy in our minds, you know, and that actually is more important than the body you got everybody who's doing all of these fitness plans and all these things but they're they're all mixed up with depression anxiety and all these things and not understanding that that then incorporates into nerve pain and fibro and back pain and headaches and you know and so i can go on for days so i just had to get that out there but but that yes so as y'all are talking that's where my mind is is going is is that we have to train the brain we have to keep the brain sharp and healthy and and,
1: but in order to keep the brain sharp and healthy, we need to eat the right foods because That's right. the brain takes a, an awful amount of nutrition. And, you know, you, you get the scenarios with people who are anorexic where they start to suffer with, uh, you know, loss of bone density and all of that stuff. Because mm-hmm. the brain takes all the minerals and whatever it needs from wherever it can in the body because it needs to be fed. That's right. Absolutely. So it's, you know, you have to, it is about feeding the brain as well as, uh, and, you know, by feeding the body the right food, you're giving your brain all the right food as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that means that the brain functions well.
0: All right. Do you ladies have any final words for listeners as we wrap up?
1: I think for me, what I would say is two things put yourself first, take responsibility for your own health. And ask for help. Hmm. One of the things that I struggled with in my life was I was taught that if you asked for help, you're a failure. And that's <laughs> an absolute load of rubbish. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. <laughs> and you know, we can't do everything on our own and we don't know everything. Nope. So, you know, if we're if we're suffering and we're struggling and we're stuck, I would say reach out, and find somebody who can help you. And when you invest in yourself, you'll be amazed at how many other avenues in your life open up.
2: Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I want to address if there's any believers who will be listening to the podcast, uh, we're instructed to do two things. Love God with all our heart and love our neighbor as ourselves. Today, I want you to practice loving yourself. Like what does that really, really look like? Because that's the area that we fall down on. we fall very, very short on. We just don't know to love ourselves. And so and Anika, I think we touched on that amazingly today. To start the journey of loving yourself so that you really know what that's about. Take the courage, have the faith, and be humble and be grateful at the end of the day for all of it.
0: Yes, ma'am.
1: Totally agree.
0: All right, listeners. I want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson. Stay powerful.
3: Thank you. (laughs)
0: Thanks, love.